I think all, um, all of Bud's exclamation marks messed us up. That's why we're late. If he had just ended it with a period, we would be starting on time. I know. I think his assertiveness uh, led to rebellion. <laughs> Today on the Geek Out Podcast, hacking via drone. Mm. Harrison Ford is confirmed as the new Thunderbolt Ross. We review on recommendation the end of She-Hulk and Rings, Rings, Rings. Perfect. I hate you. <laughs> Stop doing that. <laughs> what? Uh, so subversive. And our beloved Hagrid, Robbie Coltrane, has died. Nerdy is the new sexy. It's good to be a geek. The Zones Geek Out, the podcast. It's the Zones Geek Out podcast. This is episode 210. We record this on Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 720 with Dylan and Jason in the Morning Zone. R.I.P. Art this week again. Uh, I'm DJ Boytano. I do the evening zone and the mixtape in the afternoon zone. I'm Christian oh, James. No <laughs> 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 uh, Paul was stuck in traffic. He's, he's getting a coffee now, though. Yeah, he has I no see, excuse. I see him getting a coffee. He's sipping a coffee. He's very nonchalantly walking back. He's sipping his a coffee. Okay. Yeah, here Dude it is. Dude is seven minutes late. Hi, yeah, everyone. He can't hear us, but he's here. Has sleepy time. Had a long time, sleepy. Hey, oh, look at Brian. Cool guy was out late last night having a cool guy party time. Uh, oh, yeah, you were. Date oh, night. Oh, date oh. night. And they were hugging up on, upon each other. I traffic. saw it happen. <laughs> stuck in traffic. Ooh. Yeah, it was like they were like hugging like they were in high school. Um, we don't get out much. We do that in the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was such a good line that Paul cannot hear. Oh, yeah, that's oh, great. That would have been great for a rebuttal. Kirsten, please ask Paul to just read his line. Paul, read your line. This week on Bud's Weekly Geek Out. Wait, hang on. I love that because we don't have time for the Paul preamble. You you missed your preamble I, time. Yeah, no, so. no, no, no that, that, But I... No. This week on Bud's <laughs> Weekly Geek Out. <laughs> I have so many... But I we can't. talk about a crazy instance where uh, uh, an unnamed uh, company in the east coast of the United States, was hacked by two drones that landed on its roof. Uh, this is an investment company, so there's undoubtedly lots of money uh, uh, at stake. The two drones landed on its roof, just laden with equipment, mm. and they managed to get into the Wi-Fi and were doing mischief when they were discovered. So we don't know how much, if any, um, major, major compromise was being done. They managed to worm into the, the company's confluence page, which is sort of like an internal Wikipedia. And from there, they were probably looking to find it's like a Slack channel or, or um, uh, you're probably looking for edits for maybe somebody's credentials are listed on this thing. So it looks like they were trying to get a little farther in, but they didn't because they were discovered. And the estimate the estimate is that about $15,000 would have been sunk into this attempted hacking operation, and it failed. Mm. And that was sort of the most terrifying takeaway, is that bad guys are willing to burn fifteen k on a shot at hacking your company. So not anything that you know you or I should have to worry about. Although I did say on the Geek Out, if, if, if part of your job happens to be roof access, eh, scan around for a drone every now and then. 
because they're undoubtedly not supposed to be there on your roof. Yeah, and definitely make sure that everyone you have one of those guns that fires a net into the sky to take down drones. That's just going to be part of uh, corporate, uh, you know, expenditures now. Uh, make sure you have lots of mouse pads for everybody with the ergonomic little wrist rest. And then also, do you have a net gun? Yes. Net gun. Very normal. <laughs> to take down drones. <laughs> so did Coming these drones, soon. Wait a minute. Did these drones, oh. did they just like drone up to the ceiling, the roof? And, and then how do they have, how do they hack? How do they hack from there? Did they have like a little spider bot drone that comes off and does It's like RTD2 and then they have the little thing that comes out of them and it pokes into the yeah. USB port and it starts spinning It's around. like a USB port conveniently on the roof. Yeah. That <laughs> That's where they went wrong. That's right. I, I almost don't want to say R2 how they did it because this speculation is much more interesting. <laughs> no, the, it's like, like a device, right? Like the, the, Yeah, the drones were carrying uh, a laptop, a, a Raspberry Pi, um, if you don't know, that's like a tiny microcomputer for teaching computer science. But ah, oh, damn! What <laughs> I was, I was like, envisioning an actual Raspberry. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was no, like, they that's... weren't trying to hack; they were just trying to do comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait till you hear the rest of the list because they had a 4G modem, they had a bunch of batteries, and they had two Wi-Fi devices, and one was called a pineapple. So yes, it was a it was a picnic on the roof, basically. Uh, no, a pineapple kitty. is a pen testing, uh, like a, a white hat, like a good guy network intrusion testing device. But any tool can be used for good or for evil. So, yeah, they got near the HVAC system and using the 4G modem and the laptop and the pineapple, they were able to get to the Wi-Fi. Wait, wait, is it two drones, not just one? Yeah, yeah, because they had so much stuff. Maybe they were like on a drone date. They got a pineapple. Maybe they were on a drone date with their Raspberry Pi and their pineapple. They were going to go down an HVAC system. I don't know. (laughs) If any attack dogs or or guards come up there, we'll just feed them this Raspberry Pi, and then they'll be nice and sleepy, (laughs) too sleepy to arrest us. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. It sounds like, you know, you guys were talking about inflation yesterday and cheap dates. Maybe these drones were just like, I can't take her out to the server farm. Let's just go to this (laughs) roof with this pineapple and a Raspberry Pi. On our radio show? Yeah. No, you listened? Yeah. You know, I'm really bothered by this, though. I'm, I'm really upset by this because about two years ago, I put money in some stock uh, for a drone delivery company. Because I thought, oh, this thing, it's going to blow up. And it's like less than a dollar per share right now. So I'm going to be oh. the smart guy and put some money in. But then these fucking stories... Yeah, they make drones that possibility look terrible of, and evil. Of making that business yeah. Yeah. legitimate or, and... Yeah, of letting that business take off. Oh, okay then. Uh, yeah, for every delivery drone, then you also have a drone pervert or a drone hacker for sure. Or a dude with a net gun. <laughs> That's right. Sorry, Brian. Take down your for somebody's delivery. <laughs> with my net gun. <laughs> I want that chicken. Oh my god. Coming soon. Creed 3. Oof. We got a lot of beefy, punchy guys. <laughs> <laughs> Next. In this movie. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next up. Yeah, I don't think we're going to do that. That's all you need. <laughs> it's going to be um, cool, though. I'm, I, I don't think you guys watch Creed 1 and 2. Did you no, not? No, no. I don't like me and Art watch it. Um, Art likes Creed 1. We argue often about Creed 2 because <laughs> uh, he didn't like it and I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So Creed 1 was directed by Ryan Coogler, of course, the yeah. director of Black Panther. Um, and then he was, uh, I think, he, I guess he was busy filming Black Panther, which is why he couldn't do Creed 2. Oh, okay. Um, this one is, I think, Ryan Coogler. Oh, no, Ryan Coogler is not back. This is directed by Michael B. Jordan. Oh, yeah. oh weird. Yeah. Wait, who so, is like, Creed, right? Is Creed, but that's kind of in true Rocky style because sure. it's like Sylvester Stallone was like sort of the creator of Rocky and he directed Rocky. And mm. um, so he's kind of directing his own movie. But uh, I think the um, the thing I'm most excited for is that this next five years is going to be very exciting for Jonathan Majors, who we know is going to be playing Kang the Conqueror mm-hmm. in Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, but holy shit, does he look as Bud would say, beefy. (laughs) Well, and the screenplay was co-written by Keenan Coogler, who is Ryan's brother, and he's one of the three story, like the written by credits. Uh, And yeah, so Michael B. Jordan obviously is Creed, and Jonathan Majors is in there as, was it Damien? Tessa Thompson, Thompson, um, like this is big, feeling big. Uh, And this will be uh, in theaters and IMAX on March 3rd, 2023. So that's 3-3-23. And this doesn't have Sylvester Stallone in it. uh, Because for the last couple of movies, Sylvester Stallone was his trainer, right? He was Mm -hmm. like the the Mickey, the guy in the corner. I mean, not Um, a bad thing. Move on. But yeah, and so that's the thing. is like a a lot of people, I think at first when they heard that Sylvester Stallone was not going to be in this Creed movie, it was like, oh... Oh, that kind of sucks. That's too bad. But then this, seeing this trailer, I'm, I think I'm, a, I'm, I'm not like more excited that Sylvester Stallone's not in it. I'm just kind of. I think it sort of allayed a lot of people's fears. You know, mm. it, like oh, this is just now him stepping into his own and and you know taking the franchise and and growing with it or whatever. Yeah, yeah well, and you can't lean on that forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and also like there's even mention of him. Like they say. He says Rocky's name, right, in the trailer. Yeah, this was so. built on their shoulders, right? Yeah, 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 which is almost, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen this movie, so I don't know how big of a part Stallone plays in it. I'm sure he's big. Is he big also in two? Or is it like this yeah, has been a gradual? He, like he's a pretty main character in both. Mm. He's, he's sort of the catalyst to a lot of a lot of uh, his successes and, and and stuff so which surprises me i figured they'd start to sunset him midway through one and sort of feed fade him out in two right mm-hmm. yeah yeah like this should be if you know it's if it's it, you know there's a reason these are creed one two and three and not rocky seven eight nine or whatever right right you know but it's good like i like the way they handle it because like for me the rocky series I don't count Rocky Five as a movie, like the the one that they made. In the 80s where, <laughs> well, yeah, it's like the the one that he made in the eighties, where he sort of had, was forced to retire, and then um, was like money troubles, and then had to train this guy and 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 whatever. It, that that movie kind of sucked for me. Like I, I didn't like it. Uh, I thought Rocky Balboa, the movie they made, I don't know, in mid two thousands with old Rocky coming back to do one last charity fight. I thought that in itself was like Rocky five. Oh, wow. Um, and then that, that really ended off the Rocky kind of story arc. And then when they developed like Creed, when Ryan Coogler came to Sylvester Stallone and was like, I have this idea for this illegitimate son of Apollo Creed, you know, coming into his own as a boxer and then being trained by Rocky. And we make this now Creed, like sort of his Rocky franchise. I, you know, I thought that was, 
pretty that was a really good kind of way to do it and then that was also we didn't really see a whole heck of a lot of michael b jordan before that but then this really showed that this guy's a rising star um so i think i and then i like the way they incorporated rocky into like it, it was sort of like a two film passing of the torch the second yeah. film, I think the 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 thing with with Creed two is that they did kind of give him a whole separate storyline that kind of flopped. Like it was just like it was it wasn't really developed that well, which is why I think now it's like okay, let's put all the focus now on Creed and then Sunset Rocky for this movie. Mm. So. Not a bad move. Not a bad move. All right, next up, Smile. This trailer did me a scare, says Paul. We have uh, two trailers. The first trailer from about three months ago and the final trailer. This thing actually dropped on September 30th, so it is in theaters now. And I am I'm highly considering seeing it because mm. especially after the Hellraiser thing, it's just like your phone or, you know, your computer screen. It's just not that good at, at doing a scare, Dude, you know? get yourself a Chromecast or some sort of casting thing. Cast those to the TV. Mm, I guess, but honestly, my computer monitor is is not that much smaller than my TV. <laughs> I guess <laughs> my phone it just holds really close TV. to me. Um, oh, what? So I, you're, I, yeah. you're thinking of going to see it in a movie theater, then, bud? I'm considering it. Yeah, huh? just because I, I I I would like that heightened level of spook that you're going to get with the speakers. It's mostly like a sound thing, you know. You're brave well, though, because it's. Because it's spooky season, I'm trying to focus a lot of my 91 second movie reviews on horror movies. Yeah. And I was thinking about, I was like, I kind of want to do Smile. But I was like, no, I don't know if I can watch this in theaters. It looked like <laughs> trailer freaked the hell out of me. Well, like it was like Paul was saying the other day, when you're in the theaters, you can't look at your phone. And sometimes when you're watching a scary movie and you need a little break, you open your phone and you're like, what's going right. on Instagram? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. you can't do yeah. that in the theater. Someone will yell at you. So. So Paul does this. Yeah, he yeah, does Paul that. Has <laughs> That's so funny. That's too. what going inside yeah. your sweater is this, for. Um, so me, big horror movie fan. Yeah. Um, this movie's getting really good reviews. Yeah. Um, oh, which, good. I'm glad. Which is good for a horror movie. Um, y- you know, usually like we have our, our scale of one to ten. I find horror movies just traditionally will always go one, one and a half steps lower on, on a scale. Or they have their own scale. Or they right? have their you own scale. kind of consider them in a different vein. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So this is actually getting really good reviews, I think, on the tomatometer. Is that really what it is? Did we make up that word? But, uh, we made, made up that up. word. Okay. Tomato meter. That's not real. Which yeah. is starting to kind of bite me in the ass because I think... Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> we also did... Did we make a biopic? No. I, I, what? Yeah, I, <laughs> no, biopics are a real thing, right? Oh, God. No, it's no, biopic. Oh, biopic. Oh, okay. But I, I fucking like, said I in one words. of my last... In one of my last... I think in my blonde one... Did you? I said biopic by accident. No, I didn't I'm realize sorry. it until I uploaded the YouTube and I thought, oh, nobody's going to notice. First fucking comment. Oh, no. <laughs> That's how you tell Tomatometer was definitely me. I don't know about biopic, but I, I just like messing with words, so... Oh, um, no. Yeah, don't sorry. do that to me or Art because sorry. both of us mispronounce everything and so if i hear something i'm like that's the way you say the word forever forever (laughs) (laughs) so anyway this thing on the tomatometer does it does it have a real name tomato meter meter. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm just saying it like thermometer, tomatometer. Oh, that's all no. I'm doing. I know. I know. Has you never heard? No. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's so funny. I wasn't making a joke when I said that is now the word forever. Hang that on. is how my brain works. Hang on, hang on. But you you saw it in writing before, right? Like you had looked at that, that website. That very popular movie website. <laughs> it's like it's like anal bum cover. Yeah. Oh no! Like you had been An to RottenTomatoes.com, yeah. com, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And you'd seen that particular apparatus. I guess, yeah, I've yeah. seen it. And then you don't say words out loud in your brain when you read them. I do, but I guess like I don't know. Tom- tomatometer took over. Tomato, tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato, tomato. Meter. tomato meter. I know, Brian, don't. <laughs> it's oh the tomato God. meter. Anyways, uh, what's its score, Kirsten? Please. Oh, after all of that, I don't know. I just know that it's fresh. It's the tomato. It's not the splatter oh, yeah. tomato. Uh, really uh, we didn't even go really over the premise of the of the movie as we see it in the trailer. Is there's uh, some sort of thing that people can see, and once they see it, they're cursed to like just have this creepy ass smile and it is passed on from person to person. And once you've seen it and once you do the smile, apparently you're going to die within seven days. And the story follows this, uh, I believe a psychiatrist whose patient is freaking out because she sees this thing that nobody else can see. And then she gets the smile and then the doctor sees the smile. And then the patient kills herself, kills herself by, breaking a, a vase and like cutting her face through in a very joker style smile uh or she may she started at her cheek she may have cut her throat i don't know eh. um but yeah when the the sheet is placed over her body it's this big red blood red smile Spooky. It's very bird box it's, but it looks good it sounds how's it very bird box yeah well because bird box is like you that's the reason why oh that's right yeah you see it and you pass it yeah okay right yeah it also sounds like another oh it says this right here in the in the wikipedia i'm reading um it it sounds a lot like the movie it follows which was not a wide release movie but very very good like very esteemed in horror um for for being really good at what it did it did it was from 2014 and it was very similar except it follows was like you had sex and then you died so it was like almost like a sexually transmitted horror death it was mm. very but it very 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 well done like very cool moody film anyway i'm going to get checked today actually so i'm going to ask also for the Horror death STI <laughs> test. We also never talked about the marketing of this uh, smile movie. Because, like, did you see in the weeks leading up to its release, like, Major League Baseball games, they would actually have somebody sitting behind yeah. the. The, the pitcher's mound or whatever. Or Wherever a camera would whatever be. The, yeah, the back catcher. And uh, they'd be like just sitting there the entire broadcast with that creepy smile. No. And it, like a neon shirt with the smile logo on it, but yeah. just like this it's like creepy yeah, smile. If you look it up on YouTube, you can see like a compilation of all of them. It mm. is so good. They picked the right actors for this. Yeah, we link to it in the show notes. Um, and Spooky. speaking of that tomatometer, Kirsten it's just fresh. It's like certified fresh, like 78%, which is quite good. Wonderful. Uh, on uh, 167 reviews. And then what's very interesting is that the audience score is also 78%, which never happens. Mm, that's bizarre. So that's, that's your top critics and your audience. So 
Yeah, I'll, I'd see this. Christian, if you want to go and have like a spooky season uh, movie date, I'd, I'm absolutely tag along with that. Sweet. And Brian, if you want to go review it for your 91 second movie review and you want somebody to cling to, we'll cling to each other in the theater, you just let me know. We'll, we'll I mean, I'll go to the theater and then I'll probably just, oh, I'm going to go see Black Adam instead. <laughs> oh my God, are we doing a Podship Friendcast again? Another Podship <laughs> Friendcast. <laughs> Next up, Megan, and the E in Megan is sometimes represented by a three and sometimes represented by the three lines of a hamburger menu, but it's just meant to be, like, not uh, the normal spelling. Megan is a creepy-ass robot doll. Oh, this is a spooky um, haunted doll? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, it's look, look oh, it's, it's modern, out. though, because it's, like, AI, you know, But look controls. when it's coming out. If it was a real spooky horror creep movie, it would be coming out now. But no, yeah, it's coming exactly. out in Fuck You with January. Yeah, that's okay. right. so it's that garbage was then. Kind of a strange move. And, yeah, it does look bad. Trash. Next. <laughs> okay, but it, uh, Bloomhouse, I will just say, Bloomhouse has put their name behind this. No, Bloomhouse, you have, uh, b- b- goodbye. You, Bloomhouse oh, wow. Used, Bloomhouse really? used to put out really good horror films. And yes, bud, if I saw Bloomhouse on a movie, I'd be like, oh, wow, this is a Bloomhouse movie. Yeah. They put their name behind it. Whether they're producing it or like a d- directing, you got Bloomhouse in there. But within, I would say, maybe the last five years, they've done exactly that. They've put their name behind some real trash. Just so. wait for my 91 second review of Halloween Ends. Is that Bloomhouse? Oh, right. Did Bloomhouse, Bloomhouse put their name behind yeah. that? That's yeah. weird. Yucky. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's A24 GTFO for me, but <laughs> sorry, Kristen. What? Delivery on real trash. Really gone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, but that did used to be what I also thought, but but not anymore. Anyway. <laughs> okay, next up we have a trailer for The Dragon Prince. This is a Netflix series, and it is uh, season three? Season four? I'm sorry, it's, uh, I got it wrong. Book four? Anyways, um, this is a an animated series uh, made by some of the people behind Avatar The Last Airbender and um, a a writer and story editor for Futurama. And it's sort of this future fantasy kind of thing. And there's there's elves and there's humans and there's dragons. And it's been a really good series. And a little weird for me because the main character was also one of the main characters from Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, uh, Sokka is... uh, The the character Sokka is uh, in the main uh, role of this. But yeah fourth uh, book fourth season coming up on november 3rd and i personally will be looking forward to this because it's uh, been a really not bad series it has its moments definitely and i doubt anybody else has seen any of this what are we doing okay no. <laughs> dragon the dragon yeah, prince legend of okay. the guardians owls of gahul that's not nope <laughs> finally a christmas story christmas so this is a 41-second teaser with uh, lots of clips from A Christmas Story and then about 10 seconds of a grown-up uh, Ralphie uh, putting on the old glasses. And this will be an HBO Max uh, film on November 17th. Think he'll shoot his eye out? What'd you say? You think he'll shoot his eye out? <laughs> he um, has both his eyes in the trailer. Do, do you guys have nostalgia for this movie? No. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, yeah. Somewhat. Yeah, I feel like this is one of those movies that you need to have nostalgia for, or if you watch it 
as an adult, it's it's like, what is this? Why is this such a big deal? And that's what happened to me. I watched it's no it. good, right? It's not very I, good. No, I mean, I watched it in my twenties with a family that it was their Christmas tradition mm-hmm. every year that they would watch a Christmas story, and I was this like, "This is me too. This is me too." Oh, cool! Like. I've never seen this guy. I love Christmas films. Never seen this one. Let's watch it. And I was like, what did I just watch? What was that? What was that? What Christmas was involved? There was a yeah. gun. At the, really? Like, okay. Like, I, it was, the mall Santa scene. I don't even remember. Ow, it was so long ago. Ow, ow. Yeah, that sounds terrifying. That doesn't sound... Christmas. <laughs> it's, it's meant to be. Uh, yeah, I think like, this I, is, it's because we are of the generation that was like a lot of us were born. Like I was born in 1983. We are a decade late, so for us, our Christmas story is Home Alone. Sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I did grow up with this, like not necessarily this being on in the house because I don't think my parents had ever really seen it. But like I, friends that that. You know, who, you know, I'd go to their houses and it's like their Christmas is this. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember seeing it at at, at a young age. But yeah, for me, Home Alone was really the one that's like every Christmas. That's that's the one I would watch. But there's this movie, like there's such a weird level of nostalgia for it that you can like walk into a record store or whatever, like what an HMV doesn't exist anymore. And they have the the foot lamp or whatever that thing is. The leg lamp. You can buy the leg lamp from the movie. And, and oh, it's it, a major I know. Award. No, I agree. Kirsten's totally right about this. Like, you know, classic Christmas movies, because they come up again and again every year, you know, if they're good, they become beloved at every generation. Like the original Grinch, mm. Christmas Vacation, right? National Lampoon, obviously. I mean, there's so many. Um, Charlie Brown, even everyone's got like a little bit of Charlie Brown love, Rudolph. I mean, you could even, this is this is uh, 22 years old now, but like even Elf has nostalgia for people. Yeah, now, holy right? shit, you're like, right. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So for young people, that's yeah. right. Who aren't oh, born. Santa and, Claus, that's a weird nostalgia one for me. But yeah, but even even that, I think, has a little bit of love. But yeah, but you're right. This one is like you've got to have this weird, hard baked in 1970s nostalgia for it, and then, but also because of the like boomers who do have nostalgia for it, who insist on like shoving it, but the rest of us are like, no, thank you. Mm. You know, that's why the leg lamp still, or the you'll shoot your eye out, or like. Like these little tropes from it become like are still pervasive and we're still like forced to deal with it even though that nobody likes this movie except for people with true nostalgia for it like bud in his late 80s <laughs> i'm in my late 80s now but he's it's just, been late 84 years he's so youthful though you should see this guy he's he got such <laughs> nice skin so the guy who played Flick, who got his tongue stuck on the pole in the original Christmas story, he's back for this movie, um, as well as the guy who played the bully, Scott Farkas. Uh, Zach Ward, he's come back, and he's Canadian. He's born in Toronto, which is wild. Uh, and, of course, Peter Billingsley, who played uh, Ralph, or Ralphie, is back. Well, uh, great. It takes place, takes place 30 years after the original film and follows a grown-up Ralphie who... Returns to his former home on Cleveland Street after the recent death of his old man. Oh, that's sad. I don't like it when that why reason Christmas. But I guess that wraps in with the weird Christmas story anyway. Because so. what's the tone, bud? It's like kind of sad. The whole movie is kind of sad, right? Yeah. It's like a not Christmas a story? fun movie. Yeah. It's not the world's most uplifting movie. No. Certainly not. No. <laughs> right. 
Anyway, well, I'm happy for all you Christmas Story fans out there. All you people. <laughs> like, there is, obviously is a huge spot for this somewhere, right? Like, they, they make all that merchandise, so uh, happy for all, all of you guys, but yeah, I don't get it. Though I will say, I'm not sure I'll watch this. I'm not sure I care enough to, to follow, like, a oh, sequel, really? like... Leave 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 the thing alone as as its own little cult classic. I I I'm gonna check reviews and I, I this is not on my priority list to watch. Can we write, light a little appreciation candle right now for Will Ferrell for refusing to ever do a sequel for Elf? I know we've told that story before, but every time a new Christmas Respect. story, right? And yep. there's like forty Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeers and whatever, and Will Ferrell turned down a whole new mansion worth yeah. of money, you know, to, to do an Elf too, and he just doesn't do it. It's just that one perfect movie, and there's no Bless reason him. to fuck around with that it. That is yeah. really a pro- like well, I watch that now every Christmas, and every time I'll I'll go through the the what does it say annals of Christmas films. Um, <laughs> see, I know that's annals, not annals. I know that one. I think it's annals. <laughs> annals, <laughs> actually. <laughs> <laughs> Annals. Well, I should have just gone for it and said the annals of Christmas films. I go through the annals of Christmas films. Uh, I talk on the radio for a living. Um, And every time I come back to Elf, I'm like, this movie is so good. It is so good, and it's so wholesome and so happy, and so many laughs for kids and Mm -hmm. adults, and uh, it's a perfect movie. I love Elf. Do you know what I love about Elf is, like, it's it's weirdly timeless, even though it's very modern, Mm -hmm. right? Like, Mm -hmm. he goes to, like, modern New York City, but I... You could almost be like, uh, "Hey, this movie happened. This movie takes place in 1952," and you're like, "Okay." And it's like, "Oh, actually, it takes place in 2015." Yeah, yeah great. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That. Like, that's kind of the style of it. It's so interesting in that way. Geek news proper. Oh, the saddest news. We lost Robbie Coltrane at the age of 72. Um, I will note that the Guardian article that we link to for this story, when in a, in a content management system website, when you first type the title of your article, it becomes what is called your permalink. Um, and then you can change the title afterwards, but unless you go physically to change the permalink, it stays as the first words that you typed in. The permalink for this story... Okay, so the headline is, Robbie Coltrane, star of Cracker and Harry Potter, dies age 72. The permalink, the first thing that the article writer wrote was, Robbie Coltrane, Cracker, Harry Potter, dies national treasure. He's, that's 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 what oh, we all no. think of Robbie oh, Coltrane. He's a big. He's cracker. so sweet and wonderful, and and oh, was it Kirsten who brought up the the clip mm. from the Harry Potter like the the Return to Hogwarts thing? Yeah, from oh, January. Yeah. It was such a like. Oh, I, I won't mean, be here, but Hagrid will. Yeah, he just no, like I, I remember when I watched that in January, it being like really emotional and like mm. oh Hagrid it, and he uh, Robbie Coltrane just talks about the effect that Harry Potter had and the effect that Hagrid has and um, just like thinking about his grandchildren someday watching or showing all the Harry Potter films to, to their kids and he was like I won't be here unfortunately but Hagrid will and it was just it was such a nice <sighs> sentiment at the time 
And then so for him to die within that same year, um, I, I did read that apparently he had been sick for some time. I don't know with with oh, what yeah. or or, or mm. but I, I wonder if maybe when he was filming that he kind of he kind of knew that he was on his way out. But sure. right. What mm. a nice sentiment. And uh, yeah, really sad. Like, you know, I grew up with the, the Harry Potter films and Hagrid and uh, Robbie Coltrane. He just played it so well. I mean, a, a great big actor before he was Hagrid and Harry Potter, but, you know, that's kind of what I know him from. I don't know what Cracker is. <laughs> was that just a weird um, poll, Cracker? Is that, like, something he's actually really famous for? Yeah, it's, it was Sorry, a good, go ahead, like, it was a British uh, television series, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah. So. Yeah, he was a criminal psychologist in this yeah. in oh, this cool. TV series. He was in two James Bond films. He was in yes. Goldeneye and the World is Not Enough. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, Art yeah. brought that up. That, and he's so good in those, mm -hmm, too, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's really, really yeah. good. Because for a while there, they, they, they stopped teaming Bond up with... Uh, What's his name there? Fleischer. Felix. Felix. Right. And instead with this with the Russian agent, which was kind of a neat thing, and and he was great as that. Yeah, Valentin Dmitriov Zukovsky. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's yeah. so good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it's just I yeah, I immediately thought of that Harry Potter thing and you know, sad life marches on, yeah. people die. Yeah. But like how nice of him to be like Hagrid will always be here. So sweet. So um, wonderful. So, yeah, that's a shame. Hey, but also, um, just want to go back to your permalink thing there. I know you got to be careful with that because I always get nervous because uh, I often name audio files very ridiculous words. Because, yeah, you got to be careful with that. <laughs> because only, generally, I only Jenny will see them otherwise, other than me. And so I'm just trying to make her have a little giggle when she's looking at our, our audio files. But then I'm, sometimes I got to upload them on the internet. And I always wonder if like weird, messy, private jokes are going to be like somehow found. <laughs> and like our audio files are always named something so ridiculous. Anyways. This is a good thing to be aware of and cognizant of. Yeah, because like wasn't uh, a Checking. newspaper under fire once uh, or an online publication under fire for like they had a picture of Trump, but like if you clicked on the file name, it was like idiot.jpg or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's Funny. right. Yeah, and people have gotten in trouble for permalinks before as well. Um, yeah, it's, you just gotta you just gotta be aware of that stuff. Okay. All right. Next up, we have a new Thunderbolt Ross for Captain America: New World Order, and it is Harrison Ford. It's wow. gonna be a big deal. <laughs> of course, William Hurt has uh, has uh, passed uh, in March uh, at age seventy one. So yeah, he'll be back as Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. Mm -hmm. um, and I, is how how um, knowledgeable or how uh, known is it? I guess what Thaddeus Ross. It's known. It's okay. Well known. Yeah. Like he, uh, he's he's also Red Hulk. Yeah, he becomes the Red Hulk. Um, oh. And I think th here's where my theory is. I, like I th I thought of this as like, oh, this is really cool that they're keeping Thaddeus Ross because like that when he died, when William Hurt died. I thought, oh no, that's the end of Thaddeus Ross. Yeah, not gonna get to see the Red Hulk because there's a continue. You know, a lot of more, a lot more story you could do. Yeah, we're maybe not gonna get to see the Thunderbolts, but then you know they they came out and said they're still doing the Thunderbolts, which is that it still could make sense in that like, th even though he's called Thunderbolt Ross, 
it's weird. He didn't start the Thunderbolts. Like it, it was somebody. I think the the leader of the Thunderbolts, I believe, was always Zemo. That's strange. Um, but it's kind of named after him. Yeah. So like it, it's got his name in it. So and and he was a Thunderbolt as well. So yeah. it would make sense that they do still have uh, a Red Hulk. So my theory, because like the other thing too, Harrison Ford is older than yes. William Hurt. Yeah. So it's a weird investment to go with a guy who's in what eighty two. <laughs> He's eighty one. That's right. 81? And William Hurt died at seventy seven. That's a good so, point. Weird investment to go with a, an, a, a far older actor to to take up this sort of mantle or to take up this, mm-hmm. this character. So I've got a theory that mm-hmm. Harrison Ford might just be a voice. In this, oh, like you think he's gonna be like already Red Hulk or something? So I think maybe to sort of also pay um, homage. Is it homage or homage? Homage. <laughs> Stop it, Brian. <laughs> and wolves. No. Um, I think homage. you know to to pay homage to uh, William Hurt. Wait, is it not homage? Will- oh my fuck! Okay, no, it's homage. Don't homage. get confused. Okay. Oh, it's we're killing Kirsten. Pay homage to William Hurt. I think they're gonna like still keep him in there maybe show him in a scene or two either using cg technology or old footage as uh thaddeus ross and then these are going to be the moments leading up to his transformation into the red hulk and then the red hulk is going to be voiced by harrison ford interesting very interesting yeah yeah um so that that'll be Interesting. And so all of this, yeah, like as you said, uh, but all this is happening in Captain America New World Order, which is also very exciting for that movie because so Captain America New World Order, now it's confirmed that we've got two Hulk characters. We've got, uh, you know, Thaddeus Ross or Thunderbolt Ross is going to be turning into Red Hulk. And then we've got uh, uh, Tim Blake Nelson, who's going to be playing the leader who was in the Incredible Hulk before. So he's going to be like, and he's typically a villain of the Incredible Hulk. That's so four we, Hulks altogether. Yeah, so we have a lot of superpowered people in here. And then Sam Wilson, who has no super soldier serum, but is still right. Captain America. So I think this is really uh, a movie that will show people... Um, or it's it's really a movie where Sam's going to prove that he doesn't need superpowers to be a great Captain America. Perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love that. Because yeah. he's very, he's very, I guess not out of his element, but he's very like, he's got a lot stacked up against him if he's kind of, if he's got all these hulks and superpowered individuals. Yeah. In yeah, that's kind that's of interesting, why. I guess. What's the Red Hulk's deal? Just just Hulk but red and, and it's bad? Hulk, but red. He, uh, I won't say smart Hulk, but like a smarter Hulk. It's smarter. kind of another, like, so like Emil Blonsky, like you see his scene where he injects, he gets injected with like Hulk blood. And it's just kind of another reaction where he, like, he, he injected himself with Hulk blood and he's not green. I, he's red. I thought the whole thing about Hulk blood and the reason why it would work on Jennifer Walter, Wal- 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 is, uh, <laughs> because Walters. Yeah. Because, she was related, like cousin, like familiar d- mm. DNA. Mm. So, and that's why Abomination turned into Abomination because his DNA was like, fuck no. So why? And that's why mm. Leader grows a big brain yeah. as opposed to, you know, becoming. Yeah, and it's all, it, it was all kind of of the circumstance. So like with Red Hulk, if we want to get all really nerdy, it's so like uh, the origins with Blue, with Blue Hulk, with Green Hulk. <laughs> 
sounds like a Bruce, Kirsten nearly choked. Yeah, it sounds like I was going to say Bruce album. Banner, but then I ended up turning it into Blue Hulk. Blue Hulk, I love it. Uh, the origin with him is just like there's a um, combination. There's like gamma radiation, basically that that caused it. So Red Hulk was kind of created through like a combination of gamma radiation and cosmic rays. Oh, right. So they're just different like plot devices that'll make it possible for him to turn you know, red not explode into green goo or whatever sure okay all right well great well, uh, nope. what's a voice thing i don't know i well all thunderbolt ross did in those movies was kind of just wear a suit and walk around and deliver lines <laughs> mm-hmm. so I yeah think, yeah you know harrison ford could vaguely still threaten people do that yeah exactly and then you know if they if they knock him up with a little bit of juice or whatever and then he turns juice. red that's going to be all CGI anyhow so you know I'm into it I'll be I'd neat. like to think Harrison Ford will be there as a human person actor for a bit of it don't you think yeah and then I think like, it'd be cool it would still be cool I just think that, yeah it, it it just seems like another cool thing would be to keep the human form of Red Hulk as as William Hurt oh for sure now do we think as well that like what's the point of having the Red Hulk there to go against Green Hulk and then they do a punch upon Probably more so to go to be in the Thunderbolts. And uh, okay, I don't think Hulk is going to be in the Thunderbolts. Oh no! But like, if they do like kind of a punch upon with each other. You know, maybe that'll be maybe in a future movie, maybe in Secret Wars or something. Okay, 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 okay. That's just what I'm kind of wondering because like we already had Hulk do a punch upon Abomination and. You know, so it's like if that's what you're building to, if we're getting Harrison Ford strapped in here just so he can do a punch upon. You know, it's just this, it's like that's very phase one, yeah. right? Bad version <laughs> of a good man does a punch upon each other. So, so I, so I, but also weird that we would have Red Hulk and Green Hulk and they never do a punch upon. <laughs> Maybe okay. that'll be like, uh, oh shoot, what is the, what is the, oh, Clegane Bowl. Maybe they- oh, yeah, right. exactly, to right? We all wanted yeah. Clegane Bowl, but then it was just like, you shouldn't want Clegane Bowl. Yeah. And then you got it, and it was like, Maybe it'll be Hulk Bowl. Yeah. I, I would have been a better person to have not watched this. <laughs> yep. So next up, Ryan Reynolds uh, sent a tweet that said, With John Candy trending, I'll just say I love him. So much so, Maximum Effort, this is his uh, production company, is working on a documentary on his life with Colin Hanks. Expect tears. So that was something unto itself to just hear that pretty much out of nowhere. Uh, But then Chris Candy uh, quote tweeted and said, this is all true. And then Jennifer Candy Sullivan uh, quote tweeted and said, boom. So looking forward to working with with this, uh, working on this with them and our family. This project is in great hands. So... Mm. Uh, very nice to have the endorsement and support of John Candy's kids for a documentary about his life. That's going to be sweet. And yeah, that's that's so good. You know what? I'm ready to have my appreciation for John Candy grown. Fuck me up with John Candy appreciation, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> okay, we uh, need to stop the pickle thing. I because, yeah, fuck me up with pickles because <sighs> because you know, like yeah, I like John Candy. I like. <laughs> When he was Pokemon in Home Alone. What? Oh, yeah, yeah. and the bus. Yeah, sorry. 
I got, I got that one in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles mixed up because at, he also ends up at the end of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles in like a shipping t- truck with a band <laughs> playing music. So right. it's very confusing. Anyway. Yeah. But is he, gosh, is he a lovable character and was quite sad when he died. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm ready for this documentary to really sell me because, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a ton of nostalgia for Uncle Buck. Um, I told you I watched that that movie where he goes to a cabin in the summertime, and that's, like, not a good movie. Um, Is that not Uncle Buck? That's different than Uncle Buck. <laughs> yeah. It's called Cabin in the Woods. No, no, no. <laughs> no. Because uh, he's also with Macaulay Culkin in Uncle Buck, too, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Right. I think oh, the, yeah. the Chris Farley thing, oh. if you talk to... Or if you if you hear um, a lot of comedians at that time talk about him, they just all talk about how fucking funny he was. Um, are you talking about John Candy or Chris Farley? Oh, sorry. If, what, what are we talking about? John Candy. John Candy. Oh, my God. Why am I talking about Chris Farley? Funny guy? Big guy? <laughs> was he one funny, of those Big funny guy? Anyway, John Candy. Tired Kirsten's pretty funny. I'm not that tired. I don't know. I'm distracted. <laughs> I think you're pretty tired. Um. Anyway... <laughs> Whatever. Hashtag anyway, whatever. I, I would love to see a Ron Reynolds produced Chris Farley biopic as well, though. Biopic? <laughs> biopic or doc. Oh either way. God. Or an homage. <laughs> okay, so. Chris Farley is so oh weird. Oh, my God. Anyway, <laughs> the headline is Cartoon Network Studios, as you know, it is gone thanks to David Zaslav. Zaslav, Zaslav. You know there was the this uh, takeover, and yeah, Warner Brothers Television has laid off 82 scripted, unscripted, and animation employees, and will not fill 43 more vacant positions. These 125 positions represent 26 percent of the company's workforce across those units. This comes from Cartoon Brew. So. I've heard that this is like a huge deal. Like this is basically the end of the Cartoon Network and Mm. any of those television shows that we know and that we love that get put on Cartoon Network, Um, Mm. which are like there's swaths of them. And to have that studio die and be enveloped into a, a Warner Brothers cartoon thing is really sad. Yeah. Because... Like, I wish I could think of, I mean, I, I don't know, do a Google on Cartoon Network originals. Like, there are so many shows that we know and love. And then what what does Warner Brothers do? They do the the Animaniacs. Great. Yeah, Looney Tunes Looney stuff. Tunes. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, Cartoon Network was always sort of the, I don't know, the upstart younger brother. Yes. Uh, just, just, be, just being different than Warner Brothers. But now, <laughs> not, Like, not Adventure so Time, is that a Cartoon Network one? That's adventure. Like all of that kind of stuff, really cool, creative cartoon stuff and not necessarily for kids. Like there's there's kid stuff on Cartoon Network, but like there's those adult cartoon shows that end up on Cartoon Network. Steven Um, Universe. So, yeah, real, real bummer here. Um, And just what I'm hearing from the people that work there is that, yes, this is a huge, huge, huge deal. This isn't just... Oh, it's it, it, amalgamating. Like, it's everyone's like, this is the death. This is the end. Yeah. Real shame. All right. Next up, there will be a, there will be a new Naked Gun movie. Wow. And Liam Neeson will be in it. And um, wow. That's perfect because um, I always confuse those two. 
Liam Neeson and Leslie Nielsen. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I never thought about that. No, no me Liam Neeson and Leslie Nielsen. Oh, yeah. oh my funny. God. Yeah. So now I don't need to. Wow. Yeah. Maybe that's all, that's why. That's why that's why he Just like cat. how Adam Driver what a got choice. his, his hey, I was just gonna yeah. Yeah, point to the Adam <laughs> yeah. Driver thing. Ah, see the name? This is why it should be in this Ferrari movie. Oh man, that's so funny. Police squad. Oh if my that, god. Uh, if that like well, it's Akiva Schaefer too from the Lonely Island. Yes. And he did the the he really sold me on like the chipmunk movie. Oh yeah, right. Oh, that's right too. Um Was so that the one I, with it, Ugly Sonic? Yeah. Yeah, ugly song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's just funny because, like, Liam Neeson, I've seen him in comedies before. Like, he did the Thousand Ways to Die in the West or whatever, or A Million Ways to Die in the West. And he's done some comedic roles where it's, it's his comedic role is him being sort of a caricature of himself, like super serious. Mm. Everybody else is funny around him. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, like the taken guy, basically. And that's right. comedic role. And that's perfect. For a Naked Gun movie, because mm. that is kind of what Leslie Nielsen does. I mean, he's got um, he had amazing comedic timing, but that yeah. was he was so serious. He played it so straight. Yeah. You're right, and that's what made it so funny. He was so yeah. sincere. Yeah. About it's like it. the silliness yeah. was happening around him. Yeah, right? yeah. And he I, was almost oblivious to it. Right? I wonder how mm, this yeah. kind of movie will do in this day and age. Oh, interesting. Well, for well, number one, have you tried watching it in <laughs> the older ones in in this day and age? Yeah, and I still love them, but because I have the nostalgia, and I remember that's a fair point. Mm-hmm. When that is how comedies used to be, so like, silly, it was so silly. Yeah, um, but maybe just like rebooting Hellraiser, rebooting a Naked Gun with all the modern sensibilities will work. Yeah, movies have traded silliness for references. Mm, Yes, Mm. and so that's what maybe worries me here, Brian. Is that like, uh, yeah, chipmunk chipmunk movie was good, but it was good because of references. It was Mm -hmm. jam packed with references. And with Naked Gun, it doesn't work the same way. Well, yeah, I think you want you want just as much, but you want back to silly, not reference. So, can you do it? If you can do it, great, do it because God, I love silly. I wonder if Weird Al will show up. Oh, I hope he does. Does. Oh my god! Oh, that would be so amazing. Good. God, I hope yeah. he does. Uh, oh, that's that, such a good scene in that movie. But then that—that's a reference to the original Naked Gun, which or, or a reference <laughs> to Airplane versus. Sorry, but no, that's Naked Gun. Isn't that that's Airplane? Naked Gun? Oh no, that's god. Naked Gun. Yeah, no, but that's yeah, yeah. And it's a good point. It's a good point too that like this is it's a reboot, so it's the whole thing is reference. I get that you're gonna want to have reference, but is it a reboot? Or I, I thought I heard or I read somewhere that he's playing the son of Leslie oh, uh, Nielsen. So it's sequel. Oh, Frank Drebin. Oh my God, oh, yeah. really? Okay. That's amazing. So it's sequel or it's soft reboot. But either way, it's just like I guess it can't be soft reboot without Leslie Nielsen. Anyways, 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 um, just bring back the silly. Okay, just don't please. lean so hard into reference. Do silly, please. It's so would they so good. cast OJ? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my god! Controversial question. <laughs> Let's I move on, shall they, we? Like, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, hired Kanye. <laughs> would have been an interesting parallel. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Yay. Okay. Yay. Yay. Um, Oh, you didn't hear? Kanye has changed his name to just now. Yay. For Kirsten, is it Yee or Yay? Yee. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't confuse her. Apparently, she's tired. She's confusing really easy. Oh God, no. Kirsten, oh, the, the way you you fi- figure that one out is it? it do you call him Kanye West or oh, Kanye geez. West? 
in any she event, looks so confused he's right now. got some apologizing to do. Yeah, 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 yeah he does. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, so. yeah, he does. <laughs> quick, quick aside. Uh, Yay has bought uh, Parlor. She probably should be Parlay. It's the um, the the social network for right wing people uh, because he was kicked off of um, Twitter and I think Instagram. So he bought it. God, stuff, like he also fucking fat shame Lizzo. He's he's oh yeah, just been uh, he's having a week. Oh. Bad year for for Yay. To more fun people, Ezra Miller has been arraigned for charges of felony burglary. Petite larceny. Um, these are yeah, right, right. That's so cute. It's just a petite larceny um, for stealing liquor from a neighbor's home. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, this misdemeanor could, at the maximum, put him in jail. Put them in jail for twenty six years. Mm. Uh, the next hearing will be the thirteenth of January. But of course, they've had such a weird streak of you know arrested in Hawaii twice. Uh, for disorderly conduct and harassing someone at a karaoke bar. And there was uh, Takata Iron Eyes. Uh, the, the, uh, their parents filed a protection order against Ezra Miller because they thought that uh, uh, Ezra Miller was, uh, I guess, kidnapping and or grooming yeah. uh, Takata Iron Eyes. Like, uh. it's been such a, a, a year and a bit for them and not getting much better. Yeah, 26 years. 26 years is a very long time for raiding someone's liquor cabinet, but yeah, um, yeah. I yeah, Ezra Miller needs some help. Yeah, Iron Ryan Arm would have me locked up this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, just kidding. One time I went to his house and he got upset. I just looked at his liquor. I didn't even drink any of it. Anyways, uh, and he was upset about that. But so um, I apologize. Now, um, yeah, well, what a bummer. Yeah. Finally, in Geek News proper, a California bakery spent a month making a six-foot recreation of Han Solo frozen in carbonite made entirely of bread. The mother and daughter duo behind the creation called him Pan Solo. And it's beautiful, too. It really it's looks beautiful. like... It really it's looks It's incredible. Well, I just... Six feet of bread blows my mind. Was this for oh, a reason? Not probably just for the the lols and coverage in the New York Times. Charitable? Um, no, nothing. Yeah, they're gonna donate that bread to like a food. Good bank. question. It's all behind a paywall. I couldn't tell you. I should hope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least to hungry birds. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Two pieces of rumors and hearsay. So this comes from Deadline, but it's part of The Dish, which is a series of op-ed columns uh, for their writers to write about unconfirmed developments. And the title is literally, Is Sasha Baron Cohen Joining MCU? And, (laughs) you know, a source close to the production confirmed to Deadline that there is talk on set about Cohen being part of Ironheart, likely playing Mephisto! Mephisto confirmed! No, Mephisto confirmed when I sit through the credits and the the second end credit scene, and they don't say it was all a dream. That's right. Then I will believe it. Not a second beforehand of the standalone Mephisto movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this whole standalone Mephisto movie yeah. wasn't a dream. That's right. And Robert Downey Jr. comes on screen for a minute and says, "This is real." <laughs> right. This is true. This Just like is John happening. Candy's kids had to tweet about it. If That's it right. does come to fruition, I would be accepting of that casting. That's always going to be my question. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it has a facial structure. <laughs> seems like the only way you can make a character like that 
work. Because such a ridiculous comic. He's basically the devil. Yeah. And um, I was hoping that if Mephisto was going to show up in the Multiverse of Madness, that that was going to be your Bruce Campbell. Oh, that would be so fun. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I th- I just think that's that's almost the only way you could do this character if it is a comedic uh, play kind of com- almost played up for laughs like look how ridiculous you know mm-hmm. we can be. So. And uh, one other piece of rumors and hearsay, and, and again this comes from the Hollywood Reporter, but it's very it's it's it very explains that this is James Gunn pitching a movie and Dwayne Johnson you know wants to do Superman things, but basically. Here's the headline. DC at a turning point, colon. James Gunn pitches secret movie. Dwayne Johnson flexes his Superman power. Um, and it's just it just it's just people saying what they want to do. Right. Uh, but it, not necessarily a confirmation of anything. Mm. Is everyone excited about uh, Black Adam? I felt like there's a lot of Black Adam uh talk this week and I noticed that none of it trickled to the SKU sheet. Is it out now? I think it's out, right? No, it's it's out on Friday. Yeah. So that's why there's a lot of talk is just because right. it's Big coming out. Marketing push, right? Um, yeah. Is anyone interested in this? We did have early reviews. So like early reviews came out, I guess, over the weekend, which was the they had like they were one of the it was one of those movies that had a review embargo. Right. So there was a lot of early screenings, but nobody could say they all signed NDAs. Nobody could say what they thought of it. And it's, I guess, good for a DC movie. Yeah. Like, I think it would be, probably be somewhere in and around the 70% if it was a tomatometer um, so far. Uh, I, I don't know. I didn't actually see that. So don't quote me on that. But yeah. uh, I did hear, you know, because like those rev- those screenings as well, those are the kind of screenings that you would go to where you actually get to meet The Rock. Like The Rock comes out at the beginning of the screening and be like, hey, thanks for coming to see my movie. Yada, yada, yada. Build excitement so that you come out with warm, fuzzy feelings yeah. and you just say, this movie is phenomenal. Um, but for a movie like that to have, say, like The Rock show up at your screening and then you still leave it being like, eh, <laughs> okay, that kind of makes me nervous, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm kind of excited to see The Rock do a punch. I wish there was certain elements of the movie that have already been spoiled. Uh, oh. Which kind of sucks. Really? But yeah, so I'm going into it knowing certain surprises or uh, freaking spoilers. Happen, but like, mm. so. Well, that's a bummer. Okay, well, because I don't know. I don't know. I, I see the hype, but I just feel like I think The Rock is just doing that. I think I think The Rock is just saying, this movie's good, everyone. I'm Hey, I'm in it. And everyone's just like, okay, all right, all right, all right. We believe you. You know? <laughs> don't punch me. We believe you. Yeah, or just like, uh, <laughs> it's like oh, 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 I want to be friends with The Rock. I, I heard it's good. I heard the uh, Black Adam's good. Game changer for the DCEU, everyone. Everything is a game changer for the DCEU. Everything is a game changer. Uh, The Rock is in this movie, so that's a bit of a game changer. Wow. I think it's just the thing, like, like when that first trailer came out, too, the reason I just wasn't excited, and I don't want to seem like, oh, I'm just always comparing it to Marvel, but it's like everything you see in that first trailer 
was everything that was done even all, all the way up to uh, like Iron Man 1. Yeah. Like, oh, he flies up right next to like fighter jets yes. and then destroys one of the wings of the fighter jets. Who did that first? Iron, Iron Man. Man in 2008. Sure mm. did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like point. in the desert and everything. Yeah. It's very yeah. reminiscent. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I would be shocked to find myself <laughs> in a movie theater watching Black Adam. <laughs> and to a lesser extent, but still. If I found myself sitting in my comfortable watching chair, dialing up the movie Black Adam, I would find myself a bit of a surprise. I'll watch it. <laughs> oh, can I? Go? I'm actually gonna. I'm, I'm gonna watch it with my weird schedule. I'm watching it on a Wednesday of next week. My neighbor Bizarre. and I are gonna go. Yeah. Wow. So, you wanted to tag along. Yeah, there you plans go. on this podcast. Yeah, we always making plans on this podcast. What's going on? Two pieces of listener mailbag, both from Zoner Ewan. One one comes from travelandleisure.com. Or is it travelandleisure.com? Uh, you can rent the Ghostbusters Firehouse this Halloween, flight suits and Cadillac included. Um, and yeah, so you, it's looks really cool inside. They've they've really done it up nicely. There's lots of nice photos in here. The cost is sub twenty United States dollars. Yeah, here's, so that's not real. Here's the cost. Yeah. Nineteen eighty four. Oh, hilarious! This is yeah, not real. This is not so. That's not real then. Why Same. not? There's not. Why is it not real? What do you mean? Mm. What are you doing? That growl. This. Oh wait, no, it is, but it is though, right? It's not the. Hang on, wait a minute. What is happening? It's this not. This podcast has just turned into Paul makes noises. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty it's expressive in noises, though. That's right. So number one, it's not the real firehouse. It's in Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Number two, it's in Portland. Number three, it's the, there's no way they're renting anything out for twenty dollars. Well, maybe yes, it's like a hostel are. type situation. No, it's dude. Not. It's like when they rented that blockbuster out. And that was only like like forty bucks or something like that. It's a marketing thing. Yeah, but do a was little dig here. Oregon. Come on, there's no way. Was it really? That was in Bend, Oregon. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, Bend, Oregon's a real place. Okay, so what is this marketing? Come on, there's got to be something here. Dig like a little bit deeper here. There's no possible way that's an actual place to sleep in for twenty dollars. Of course, but they're only doing it once. So this is the thing that I'm right. Sure it'll be like one night that you can come and rent it for twenty dollars for Halloween. For Halloween, it'll be twenty dollars. Yeah. yeah, and then and it, it looks, it looks, it looks solidly booked up. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, you get a venue basically for your Halloween party. Yeah, yeah. For nineteen dollars, right? Right. So it's kind of like it's almost like a contest that you pay for, right? Because only one person That's or a, a handful of people are going to get into this thing, mm-hmm. and they're you're charging you nineteen eighty four. But it's like a contest, really. Right. Okay. So are we thinking then maybe it is fully like it's just they priced it at nineteen eighty four as a clever way to get us to talk about it, and then now at least more people, like all a bunch of Ghostbusters fans, are going to hear about it. And then yeah, to go, guess, talk about it and just no, get it booked. They've been, they'll book it. They do. They do this all the time. They did right. it with the blockbuster. They did it with the um, the Home Alone house last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now they're doing this. This is just like a thing. Is it through Airbnb, bud? No, it's a, a site called uh, the the Vicasa. Vicasa. Oh, oh, Vicasa. Yeah. So Vicasa, Vicasa? is basically. Airbnb know, did the other two, and they're like, oh, wow, that's a great way to promote Airbnb, so let's do our own version of that. Mm-hmm. And so that's what's Brilliant. happening. This is, this but is then in the end, it's just one person paying 1984 It's not like 1984 
$19.84 to put your name into the thing. No, this is like a booking site. You book it for that time. Okay. And somebody snapped it up quick. Okay, bud. Yeah, yeah, bud. Okay, okay, bud, bud. Okay. So go, go and like try and book it for like... You know, the following weekend or for my for my birthday on November 11th weekend, try and book it then and see if $20 American comes up as the prize. No, or, here's the thing. I haven't been able to find an open booking uh, into April 2024 when the calendar stops. Oh, shoot it. And I don't think it's booked all those times. I think it's probably just a, a limited window. Right. This is weird to me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> another email from Zoner Ewan is uh, about... Christmas light drones. Um, his email about this was um, quite good. He's like, wow, people are using drones now as part of their Christmas light show? And, and sends- to rob and hack people. Bring it all back <laughs> to the beginning. Yeah. That's right. Yes, yeah. there you go. Callbacks. people and then went on the next cheap date, which is going to, around with a hot cocoa and looking at Christmas lights. That's Oh, that is a good cheap date. Uh, yeah, well, but the cost of gas, though. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so for every drone that's doing a Christmas light, there's one that's a hacker. <laughs> yes. That's That's why yeah. Brian's not making his money back. <laughs> there's, there's one that has a raspberry pie attached to it. <laughs> oh my god, a real raspberry pie though. Now, yeah. see, sharing drones, a raspberry pie, not a bad date idea. I think drones as a light show really came into the forefront at the 2020 um, uh, Tokyo Olympic opening ceremonies because they had 1,800 drones in the sky, and right. it's it's basically it's basically like you've got. Like a like a an eighty like a sixteen bit pixel board, um, but it's in three D and it's mm-hmm. a lot denser than than that. And so you can draw things, but you can also make it snow. You can you can you know really like you can take something flat and give it dimension. And this is much like any of the other viral um, videos of houses that have music synchronized, um, except there's the house which is, you know, has like industrial like concert spotlights on the top and ridiculously synchronized, you know, colored lights on all the windows. Um, this is for Halloween, by the way. They've got like um, pumpkins that have the different mouth movements so it looks like it's singing. But then, yeah, you got a bunch of drones up top that are like um, they're spelling out the Metallica logo and they're making the Ghostbusters symbol and they're putting a ghost into a ghost trap. Oh, pretty um, cool. It, yeah, it it honestly it is pretty cool to look at. And then besides all of the, you know, you got the wide shot and the medium shot of the house and the drones, they're also flying a drone through the other drones to um to um to get footage of the drones and go right through the state the 3D Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, which by the way, they have his feet moving like he's walking in slow motion. It's, oh, I uh, love that. It is quite the production, and of course, we will put that into the show notes. Yeah, you said that they came to light in the 2020 Tokyo Olympics, but I'm pretty sure that they did it before that at the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, undoubtedly, undoubtedly, yeah. Um, I, th- this technology has been coming for a while and working up for a while. I think that was one of the first big, big things. I miss the Super Bowl thing because sports, probably. So, uh, oh, is that how you say it? It's not Super Bowl. <laughs> a superb owl. <laughs> I heard that too. Uh, we're like on to reviews and recommendations, starting with Brian's 91 second movie review of Halloween Ends. Yeah, is this the third one of these things? Because the third ending, the one? third one, where the third, it, one the third new ending. Yeah, it's a trilogy mm-hmm. of ending movies. Because Johnny tried to tell me the other day that we hadn't seen 
number two. And I was like, what are you talking about number two? This is only number two now. Yeah, I heard it's the a big second number set two. of number twos. This yeah. is the oh, God. <laughs> so is this the third one? This is the third of a sequel trilogy. Oh. Wait, this is the third of the sequel trilogy? <laughs> I don't. God. Of the ending trilogy. Yeah. And now. Zone at 91.3, second movie review. Five, four, three, two, and. Action! After 45 years of being one of the most acclaimed and revered horror franchises, the story of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode reaches its conclusion in Halloween Ends, the final installment in the rebooted sequel trilogy. While the film showed definite promise and also introduced some new and interesting concepts, the final product unfortunately ended up becoming a series of missed opportunities. I really was intrigued by the direction in which the story was headed, and I appreciate that the film, in the very least, tried something new. And while I don't think it's the worst of the franchise, the thematic concepts explored in this film could have been executed a little better. Without giving away too much, nor sounding too poetically vague, the film attempts to explore the origins of evil and how such a trait can grow within a person. In a sense, these explored concepts seem to be paying homage to Season of the Witch, that weird third Halloween film that didn't feature Michael Myers. Really? I actually kind of liked that he tried to do that. But due to poor, better yet sloppy execution, the film ended up being quite a mess. Mm. It's almost as if the concept was ditched halfway through because it was reminded that it's traditionally a slash film and decided to cram in some killings. Because of this, the film ultimately came off as confused and disjointed. I do want to point out a few positives to the film. Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't as sidelined as she was in the previous movie Halloween Kills, and she had quite an epic throwdown with Michael that was fun to watch. But despite that and the bold creative choices, there wasn't much else that could elevate this franchise's conclusion from watchable to good. Cut! That's a wrap! Ooh, you can get all of Brian's 91 second movie reviews at the zone.fm slash movies. So about as good as we thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, this trilogy is Halloween 2018, which was actually pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it That one was sort of what they called the true sequel to uh, the Michael Myers franchise that ignored a lot of the other sequels like Halloween H2O, mm-hmm. uh, where they fight underwater uh, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it basically went from, yeah, Halloween to uh, to that one, to the 2018 one. Um, and then Halloween kills. And then this one, Halloween ends. Oh, that's the one I missed because, uh, yeah, Johnny somehow was right that there was three of these and I w- was going to just jump to this third one now <laughs> c- could i do that could i just jump you to see this? halloween which one did you miss then did you the see halloween one, two did, no i haven't seen the second one. Oh, okay so halloween kills is pretty bad yeah i, I remember <laughs> your review for it there's like an yeah. angry mob scene in that movie right is that that one yeah because like so the concept cringe. that they were trying to go for was the more the effect that Michael Myers' killings had had on the town. Sure. And that that in itself was sort of creating, um, you know, it, it, it had this kind of cycle where, it, like, it was creating a Michael, like, a new Michael Myers, right? And that sort of makes it, like, makes you question, like, oh, if you go back to the original Halloween movies, did the town have that effect? And that is that why Michael Myers was the way he was? Mm-hmm. Um, it just, and I liked that concept. It just fell flat. 
It's just the, the way they were trying to execute it made it seem like they didn't really know how. Or they did know how, but then I don't know if it was like budget or whatever that they realized, oh, right, but he doesn't really kill anybody yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it's it was kind of a shame because, yeah, there's a lot of interesting concepts. And I did like, yeah, I thought it was pretty badass the way they, like, you see in the beginning, like in the opening title sequence when they're showing, like, the names of the people that are going to be in this movie, they show, like, this image of a pumpkin and then it rips apart and another like like a jack-o'-lantern and it rips apart another jack-o'-lantern comes out and you start you're reminded of halloween 3 season of the witch which everyone is confused because it didn't have michael myers that halloween movie sorry bud that's fine it is actually very scary though it is a very it has nothing to do with halloween or michael myers but it is a good horror movie i've seen because the oh sorry bud (laughs) i was gonna say i've seen halloween and I've seen Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Yeah. I love Season of the Witch. Yes, yes. It was a wicked good scary story. And I saw that um, when it came out. So I was like kid freak out scared. Of so it. It the thing with Season of the Witch, though, is that it flopped, right? It was a box office flop because it didn't have Michael Myers. Yeah. yeah. Um, if it didn't flop, that would have been the direction of the Halloween franchise is an anthology. Oh, really? It would have been oh, like different. that would have been so much better. Well, because, yeah, like, you know, then that would be your your sort of like like a Christmas movie, right? Like it would be your annual thing. Which Halloween movie do we want to watch? This? Ah, yeah, watch right. Season of the Witch. Do we yeah. want to watch the Michael Myers one? So that would have been a really cool thing for the franchise, but it didn't work out. And I thought it was really cool that they wanted to pay – homage (laughs) to the season of the witch in this and then also sort of introduce concepts that would have kind of linked it a little bit but it just didn't work out it didn't work out that's such a bummer oh now i want to go and watch that it's a really good it's a really good it'll do you a scare it'll do you a scare a little frightened because what's the premise there witches i suppose no, it's like in a that's a, it's like in an a, a sane asylum, right, or an asylum, something like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So may, maybe there's like a spooky witch, but it's it's all about the like terrifying kind of supernatural, spooky things. But is it supernatural or oh. what's going on? I don't want to yeah. ruin it for you, wow. but it's, yeah, it's quite good. And Michael Myers nowhere to be seen. I no. think maybe does he show up at the end or something? But the thing is, it's because Michael Myers escapes from what's the asylum called that he escapes from, Brian? Ravenwood. Is that true? Did you just make that up? I'm just uh, th- saying things that sound like they it would be. It could be. Okay, sure. Yeah. He escapes from Ravenwood. <laughs> Island, yeah. is, and uh, at, at the beginning of the movie, that's the whole thing is he comes to get Lori or whatever because she's like all this history. So sure. This, so it ties in a little bit that way that it's the asylum. And right. Could it be the asylum that maybe he escaped from or he's going to go to? And yeah. then, you know, it's, it's, that's the tie-in, uh, I think. But can you just can you please look up what the asylum is actually called? Because I swear to God, if it's Ravenwood and I just manifested that, you I'll have to come and touch my tummy and make a wish. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I'm, I'm trying. Uh, is it Smith's Grove Sanitarium? Oh, that's so far off. Nobody that. touch me. <laughs> <laughs> Please, nobody touch him. Uh, man, oh, okay. Well, I'm such. I'm, I'm really so bummed about that because it's like 
uh, you know, whatever happened, whatever magical thing was happening in the the time and the era of Halloween three that that movie got made. That they were like, okay, we've had two pretty successful, you know, slasher flicks here with this guy, but I think we're going to try let's and go change everything. Yeah, let's mm. change. Let's take it in a different direction. Let's like try and you know build something lasting and original. And you know, for audiences, bonehead mass audiences, bunch of idiots. Dot JPEG to <laughs> um to to reject that, and so then. We we just go back to we're on our 40th dumb slasher movie. Get right back to the large man in dumb mask slashing. Um, you know, it's like we got to do that and do that and do that. And then when that starts to fizzle, make sure you get the original actress in there. Okay. You know, that's the that's the legacy now of these Halloween movies. Just the mm-hmm. same thing over and over and over again, just like so many other slasher franchises. And that's that's such a bummer to me. I wish we lived in a world where, you know, we had flying cars and a, a different Halloween anthology movie every couple of years. You know, that could still be going on to this day, trace back all the way to the original new filmmakers doing different things. Oh, what a bummer. We could have a whole Halloween cinematic universe. The yeah. HCU, of course. The HCU. Did the you call H2O. it Smith's Grove? Yeah, Smith, <laughs> Smith's. Grove. What did I say? Did you call it Smith's Grove's Sanitarium? Smith's Grove Sanitarium. Yeah, that's that is. It. Okay, good. Boring. Ravenwood Ravens sounds way better. Thank you. It totally does. Thank oh, it you. totally sounds Thank legit. You, Thank you, Kirsten. All right, next up, Paul, please tell us about Moon Age Daydream. So I was in the IMAX down at the museum, and uh, fantastic. Wow, 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 wow. Does anyone here like David Bowie? I love David Bowie. But I really want to see this movie. Brian? Brian's <laughs> <laughs> left. Brian took that moment to have a quick break and left just yeah. as Paul I, was calling on him. Hilarious. I'm a huge David Bowie fan, and um, so I'm interested to hear your take on this movie okay. because um, they released the other David Bowie movie last year. Um, that was a biopic, right? It was a biopic. With um, no David Bowie music in it? no David Bowie music because it was not supported by <laughs> his family. They right. were like, we don't want this. And yeah. they were like, no well, rights to music. we're going to release it anyway, which you can't no. make a David Bowie music without a yep. music. Like it doesn't. And kudos to whoever uh, it was that played David Bowie. Like I've, I've watched mm-hmm. this from my, because like they did a really good job, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I never saw that because I was like, well, the family doesn't want it. And so I know that this one was backed by his family. Yeah. And. It's phenomenal. Really? Oh my okay. God. So glad. It's such an experience. And I would suggest to see it in, you know, the theater or in an IMAX setting like that too, if you like David Bowie, because it is, it's incredible. It's like, it's, it's like no documentary I've ever seen before in that, like, there's no narrative. There's no narrator at all. It, it doesn't, it's, it's very kind of avant-garde in the way that it's produced, which the more you watch it and the more you, but you still like, you absorb this understanding of uh, David Bowie and not just his music, but also like his visual artistry that he was so involved with over the course of his whole life, like as well as making just these absolutely very, very top tier pop songs of the day. He, you know, and, and throughout his career, he also was making really interesting visual art. He was acting here and there, but he was painting. Oh my God. He was experimenting with video, you know, before a lot of other people were, or he was kind of on the cutting edge of that. Like just the the depth of talent that this one person had is 
so amazing. Staggering. And, and so that's that's really what you get to see in this movie. You know, never mind the fact that yes, it is soundtracked by all his incredible music. Wonderful. Um, and it's never it's never like quite you know the the studio album cut that you're so familiar with with David, which Bowie's I love. Music. I think that's great. Yeah, it's always like. I don't know if it's remixes or, or or deep cut versions of it, or you know, like uh, uh, other other versions or live uh, recordings of it, uh, mashed up with like incredible concert footage. Mm. So, cool. so yeah, it's really really cool, and the visuals are really cool too. Uh, the director, I'm, I'm sorry, I meant to write his name down, but the director of this movie, I think, did a really good job in like trying somewhat to emulate Bowie's visual arts style. You got his name? Brett Morgan. Brett Morgan. Brett Morgan. Oh, sorry. You know, so it's almost as if this movie itself kind of came from uh, the style that Bowie would have done it if he had done it himself. Almost. So cool. That's, that's kind of high praise. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe I got. So, um, yeah, and it's really cool. And, of course, the visuals are, like, wild and psychedelic. And I really wish that I had took drugs before I went to go see it in the IMAX. But it was fine just with popcorn as well. Um, so, yeah, I would I would absolutely recommend uh, Moon Age Daydream. Magnificent! I, I, Thank uh, you. I'm so excited. I'm glad that it, it got a good review from you. And yeah, agreed. We have the finale of She-Hulk, the finale of Rings, 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 more House of the Dragon, and Zor. Maybe. Uh, which of those do we want to cover first? Oh my God! It's 9:41. Yeah. She-Hulk! 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 Quickly! Okay. This is why I keep skipping my uh, my book review of the, uh, the Reggie fils book. She-Hulk finale. Oh, I didn't watch it. I, do I want spoilers for this? It, oh, does it matter? It, oh, my God. This episode, Paul, was so good. Really? I don't This want episode was... Oh, my I, God. I almost don't want to give you spoilers. I just want you to be able to experience it. Oh, I agree. Can we skip it? Give me one week. I'm oh, like, I'm behind. Oh. Skip it this week. I, like, I, I'm... I'm I'm behind a few episodes. I almost put it on last night. You, just the you finale. You should have. It's only know, like 28 cool. minutes. I know, but I want to like watch all that. Let's just like <sighs> look. We're short on time, right? So let's just. Hey everyone, sorry if you're real caught up on She-Hulk. Let's just wait a week. Can no, you? Can you give me a week it for? I want to talk ball. about it now. Just can we just talk about? Okay, let. Here's what I would like to talk about, and it is a spoiler, but it won't wait, spoil the, the episode for let's you. Let's skip Paul. Um, because yeah, it's I like leave? the the it's like the stinger at the end. So it, it it's a, but I want to talk about the Hulk thing with you, Brian. Like mm-hmm. so, this is not like it's a spoiler, but it's not plot specific. Like it's kind of like a, a stinger at the end that this thing happens. Oh, but those end. are fun. I'm out of here. <laughs> Bye, Paul. Love you. So we can talk about all this. Yeah, she Hulk. She Hulk. Oh my God. What? Um, but super spoilers, by the way. What a final episode i like i love that they did the fake out with the big punchy fight and all that stuff oh my god it was amazing i love that they did that fake out because i wasn't sitting there watching that going like oh this is how they're gonna end it but i was like oh okay this is fun oh look bruce is back weird like wasn't he in space yeah i was surprised by that yeah Yeah, you're kind of accepting of it because that's what you're used to seeing yes yeah yeah Oh man! And so for her to just like turn to and break that fourth wall, uh, I was like, "Oh, what's happening? Oh, this is okay, cool." Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Brian, you and I talked about this. I was really sad because I got spoiled on the Kevin reveal um, yeah. before oh. he was revealed because of the closed captions. So, Me too. 
Yeah, all of us are closed caption watchers. See, this is yeah, it. yeah. Oh, exactly. definitely. Here's definitely. the thing, Disney. If you are writing out closed captions, like you've got somebody doing that, make sure they don't write the spoiler in. So, what the spoiler was uh, when they when she goes and she breaks into the office and she wants to talk to Kevin, and you're all like, "Oh my God, she's going to talk to Kevin Feige!" Oh my God. <laughs> right, like, I was so big, excited. Um, the closed captions uh, referred to him as Kevin K dot E dot V dot I dot N. So um, yeah. automatically, I'm like, "Well, it's not Kevin Feige; it's some sort of robot, nope. and it's going to be yep. an acronym and." Yeah. And that's exactly what it was. A cute little eyeball robot wearing a cap. The fucking hat! I screamed. <laughs> yeah. I screamed so when he came down from the ceiling and he was wearing that hat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they did. But again, this is like my thing to, to designers and production artists everywhere is like the hat made sense for the robot but if you knew Kevin Feige you double super it sense. was you know like it's if you didn't know it, it's not like the robot was wearing a hat because they yeah. designed it into what the robot looked like in a way that you know if you if you didn't know it was supposed to be a hat you wouldn't know like wow 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 so fucking good um Brian what was they the- asked they asked Kevin Feige to voice Kevin? Yeah, yeah, and he said no. No, he blind. Oh, yeah. Why? yeah. I wondered if it was. That's I. That's sad that he didn't. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I like that it was just robot voice. Yeah, and he decided not to because, like, I think that's also kind of like, of course, he's sort of the face of a lot of these things, and he does the big presentations. But then it also kind of shows that he's like, no, it's not necessarily about me, though. It's like it's a Marvel thing. It's yeah. Just, you know, fair. Um, what was the Brian? Do you remember off the top of your head what was the acronym? Uh, the acronym Knowledge Enhanced Visual yeah. Interconnectivity Nexus. Perfect. Oh, so ridiculous. Yeah. But oh my god, did I ever love that? And I loved her, <laughs> you know, fighting for an ending that made sense for She Hulk. Like, yeah, wow. This whole series as a whole, I, I think there was a couple episodes that were filler. I felt like they were filler and I and I Definitely. know that's hard when you're doing th- th- like this sitcom style show. You're going to get those episodes. I feel like there was a couple too many. Like all of the stuff with Titania, like why was that in there? That like, was silly yeah. filler and 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 uh, you know, but this finale, oh my god, I just loved it. And then all of the greater consequences for the MCU. So Brian, I like, okay, you need to talk about this fucking Hulk son thing. What the hell? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Well, and, and it's funny because this show almost, I think, confirmed that there might be a World War Hulk movie because Jen did say, uh, like, because like, Kevin is like, but we needed to introduce, and he's like, no, nah, no, nah, save it for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh. Actually, that was good. Yeah. Is there going to be one? Uh, the, so the. The bird's eye view, I guess, is that Hulk goes to Sakaar, takes over the place, and becomes kind of like the king of that planet, and then has uh, he gets married as a wife that like has magical powers or whatever. They have a kid, but the wife gets killed before delivering the baby. But because of I don't know gamma or like Hulk powers, the baby survives, and you know that that scar. Um, and so there's like a really sad story to it and everything. And then that, like Scar is a big catalyst of of Hulk kind of trying, wanting to take 
vengeance on earth and stuff and becoming a big villain mm-hmm. i don't know if they're gonna go that route scar's design also was fairly underwhelming if you were to look at like some of the comic designs of scar comic book like, design is badass but he looks badass and this one was and i think maybe what they could be doing i don't i don't know I'm, I'm hoping there's gonna be like a world war hulk and they're gonna explain everything that happened and stuff um but i think what they could be doing is merging for the mcu merging his character with a character called hulkling mm-hmm. uh so he becomes a part of like the young avengers um also actually not really spoiler alert, but like in the comics, he and um, I think it's Billy Maximoff, like uh, um, one of Wanda's kids. One of Wanda's yeah. kids, they become like uh, an item. Uh, so I don't know if that's going to happen here, but yeah, the difference, like the TV version, looks like a young George Costanza. There's just no threat to him at all. Yeah, I find. Um, so we'll see. But like again, it's just like CGI, and like as Kevin had said the graphic effects people moved on to another project which I <laughs> that they used when when he said that they had the wakanda music oh is did they? Is that they, what it was that the next project so was black good. panther right? oh, i love it so much every every fourth wall broken down so yeah. heartily oh, wow. in this last episode i loved it uh, and that's so the, yeah that's the thing that the main thing that i want to say about this episode is that it's like after what 13 14 15 years now that we're, we're doing this with marvel with marvel cinematic universe they can actually they've proven that they can still catch you off guard mm-hmm. totally yeah. oh my god yeah yep. there were so many surprises in this show any um, other cool like little easter eggy things like there's a lot but i think if we're going to be re- we're probably going to be revisiting this for paul next week yeah. because yes so excited. he's going to be so excited I hope so. What a oh man! I was yelling at the TV like it was like that yeah. experience where I was like, "No way!" I got yeah. it was yeah. such a fun watching experience. Um, and like you said, Brian, like fans can't say anymore that Marvel doesn't listen to doesn't their listen. Feedback no kidding. Yeah, that's all that this good is. or bad oh. or trolling. Like any of that feedback made it into. She-Hulk, right? Like all, like all of like the subtext about like all the men being angry about, um, you know, how how did how did she even get her powers anyway? Like, they, yeah. you're just she just stronger than the Hulk? Like that whole thing there was so good. Didn't one of them make like a, a Captain Marvel reference too about? Her? Oh, the the lady Thor. Oh, and there's a lady oh, Thor lady now. Thor, oh, right, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. And then um, they do the whole like the classic. I'm not just saying this because she's a woman. I'd have right. a, I'd yes. have similar complaints if it was a man. Uh, yeah, it was oh. so so well written, really well done. Like uh, some complaints about the the episodes in the middle but yeah what a finale yeah a nine episode series didn't need to be nine you know yeah. uh, all right next up shall we talk finale of rings 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 or wherever we are in you're House next of Dragon? up person you got to be on the air soon yeah i gotta go um and uh dylan is gonna come in here and and need to use this i think i think he does that every day shall we table everything <laughs> <laughs> um Damn, these are pretty big finales. I mean, I don't know if you guys want to talk to Paul somehow, if he can move into the other production room. I don't know. You guys decide. I do have to go, though. Let's wrap it for this week. I want you in on the Rings, Rings, Rings discussion, Kirsten. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, is anybody still watching Andor? I fell off. I'm, I intend to come back, but I fell That's off. That's what that was. Like, and? And? Or? or? 
I've watched. I've only watched the first two episodes because, as I've complained these last several podcasts, there is too much content, and it's yes. spooky season. On all I want to do it's is watch horror, horror spooky things. Um, so I've watched the first two episodes. Um, so we'll get to Andor later. Later. Well, we'll get to Andor in FU. It's January, probably. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, and yeah, House of the Dragon continues to be good. It's good. I mean, yeah, is it not like over? Last... I thought it was no. over. It'll be over next or this week, I guess. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, penultimate. Uh, the one of the penultimate. <laughs> no, no, no. Episodes was uh, Sunday. Ah. And uh, yeah, it had a had a it had a good moment, but I did think that was sort of like kind of filler till till yeah. you know shit explodes. So. Mark. Well then, Kirsten James, where can we find you on the internet? Kirsten dot James. Paul is gone. Brian. Uh, the zone.fm slash DJ Boitano. I'm Webmeister Bud on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. This has been the Zones Geek Out Podcast, episode 210. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. The Geek Out Podcast is a production of the Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.